alaikum. Welcome to another Suhoorbai. Today I have somebody I um, have known for a little bit but only met quite recently. Uh, today I have Yasin, commonly known as Narsi, multimedia artist, musician, really all sorts of things as long as it's multimedia, isn't it? Everything. Everything. As long as it's, <laughs> as long as you can express something through it, it's yours, right? Yeah, only thing I can't make is like kebab or mashi, but everything else, <laughs> everything else I got my hand in. These are these are the tough ones. We had a discussion the other day on the uh, Habibis podcast about who makes the best uh, kebab and kofta, and apparently it's the Iraqis. Which I mean, the Iraqis do everything. We started everything, so we do it best. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, we met last week on uh, on uh, Al Jazeera. Uh, speaking about Iraq, actually, um, in a less fortunate context, mm. um, the. Um, the whole six days in Fallujah thing. Um, we both didn't get to say everything we wanted, did we? No, I mean, I, I knew that the media is like a very, you know, when you get on a TV show that has a limited amount of time, you're really like boxed in and they kind of control the narrative. So I just made sure that my interventions had statements and points that I had predestined prior to being on, right. on the channel. Right. And I think I got through as much as I could, you know what I mean? What 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 was like a big thing you wanted to get through that we didn't really get to touch on? Because for me, like I really wanted to talk about like just the general representation of our people in media a little bit more. But they really focused it sort of like on six days, right? Yeah. Did you I, have anything? I, yeah, I wanted to really talk about Iraq and and how constantly when Iraq is represented in the media, it's very much in a negative sense for the last 20, 30 years. And it's like enough, you know, like this right. is not a general Muslim thing or a general Arab thing. This is very specific to my community and my people. And if I'm going to be in this space of media, then I'm going to rep my people to the fullest. And and she kept, you know, the, the, the show kept being detracted to the word controversial around this game six days in Fallujah. And it's like, right. well, it's not controversial. It's ignorant. You know, right. there's a big right. difference. So I was just trying to sway the conversation in that direction and just have bullet points. And you did the same. I think we did pretty right. well. You know? Yeah, it, it worked out well. It was in the end, I think I, I watched it back and I was I was pretty happy with it. But and it got uh, you could, press, bro. We got in a lot of newspapers after that. Like, right. From, yeah. From, from I don't all know. over the world, from Le Monde to the Times in the UK, like it's everywhere now. Yeah, which is good. That was the that was the part that was needed because the conversation in the in the games press, they're generally like Rebecca did an incredible job, right? Yes. Rebecca Valentine did an incredible job. But the fact that it took so much time between when they had the developer speak about his game without any pushback, without any questions, just like, you know, white Americans interviewing white Americans about this and actually having an Arab or Iraqi voice or a Muslim voice or anybody that would have a feeling with this that isn't like, oh, yeah, cool shooter game. Uh that that took weeks was really it was kind of depressing to me like the the it feels like the games press just isn't equipped to deal with issues of real life that much because well, especially I, not when it comes to arabs or iraqis i think rami you know if you got to look at it in a in a in an overarching way capitalism and the the drive of many of these platforms that we use is a capitalist drive whether we're talking about google or twitter or facebook or any gamer company or you know, it's driven right. by money at the end of the day. So right. and capitalism is an extension of the colonial bodies that created the countries that run as capitalist societies. So it's like, you know, how they say generational trauma is in our bloodstream. 
I think that that generational uh, ignorance runs in the bloodstream of capitalism. And it's like you can't rid you can't separate the structure of financial gain from exploitation of a people. And whoever it has exploited along the way becomes a part of that that algorithm, that code, you know. So, yeah, that's why it's hard to break. Yeah. No, it's it's why, and it's also I think why these conversations are just are important right now because they won't happen in the system itself, right? They won't happen in the system that benefits from that oppression, that benefits from that exploitation. So, I guess you you know just got to start talking. But um, to see the conversation sort of ripple around the world has been nice. What what if you were if you were to represent Iraq in a game, what would that look like? You think what kind of game would you imagine? I would love for a game to be like the 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 rebuilding of Iraq, you know, like a like a Sim City. I've always had this vision of a game outside of Iraq, but like similar to like the game of life. But imagine getting born into the second life in this world where you're born as a baby. You don't choose what color you are, what community you're from, what your parents' background is or their experiences. You're just born into these either messed up or really privileged situations and how you navigate the world. Like that's a very real and that's a very difficult game to make, obviously, because it's right. it contains so many different um, obstacles that you can come across. You really have to con- create an earth. So with Iraq, I mean, I would either do something that's about the the richness of the culture and do like the eras that existed prior to. Uh, and there's so much to talk about. Neo-colonial, and even that era was messed up, but like. Right. You know, just to show the richness in Babylon and Sumeria, let's say like a Sumerian video game where you're right. a, a god or whatever, that would be dope. But um otherwise I would I would want a game to be played from the perspective of an Iraqi kid, like right. who has navigated all these things and is trying to yeah. become, you know, one with the world. I think that would be a beautiful game. The, the the one of the thing that most frustrates me about this whole discussion when you're on Twitter and you're facing all this hate and harassment from people that are like it's just a video game like I I'm a game developer I don't believe it's just a video yeah. game it's part of this media it's part of the media outing it's part of our culture it's part of the the, the military complex in many yeah. ways right yeah. but the thing that frustrates me people's going like why don't you why don't you make that game from the Iraqi perspective now like if I wanted to make a game from the Iraqi perspective it wouldn't be about the invaders right. It wouldn't be about like how everything is war. that content. It doesn't need to be about war. Why would I make a game about war? Like people go like, oh, we want to capture the reality of war. The, ca- the reality of war is depressing. Yeah. yeah. It's really depressing. From any so, perspective. You know what I mean? The stories that we've been told about war, about winning wars, because that's the, the you know, the U.S. perspective on war is very much about how do we win a war. Um, there are games that play it differently. But if I wanted to make a game about the Middle East, about Iraq, about Egypt, about any of the countries with 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 our people in it. I, no, let's make something about how beautiful that world can be, yeah. and like it'll still it's still messed up, it's still multifaceted. There's still problems. We still have our own issues, uh, but I've never seen those in work. I've never seen those in games. And I, I think you know it all comes down to also who's complicit in in the exploitation of these ancient cultures, and unfortunately. Arabs are very much complicit in it too now. So the people that you would assume have the money to fund these projects, you know, like a, a 1948 movie from the perspective of a Palestinian family, you know, right. you know how beautiful that would be, but that, that, yeah. you know, no one in Hollywood is going to fund that. 
And then if you find somebody from the community to fund it, it's very difficult, you know? Right. So yeah. I think that's where we're hitting a wall is we don't have enough people with money that care. Right. Right. Again, it goes down to capitalism. What your, yeah. What your, what your purpose in life is like, is your purpose right. in life to get, to get rich and that's it. Or is your purpose in life to get rich and create, new stories and embed them into the the consciousness of society you know and i, right. I mean i think our generation has more people like that but we're by by far not as rich as we could be to make this big <laughs> yeah. we uh we missed we missed the money boat in that regard entirely because yeah the the structures are the capitalist structures are pretty sturdy by now and getting into them based here mean it requires the goodwill of the people with the money making things that speaks to truth or power or culture or trauma that's not that's not what people want the only things they want is like the things that fit in that narrative in that story yeah it doesn't perpetuate it doesn't perpetuate the system right right doesn't right perpetuate the, life doesn't perpetuate the system death does you know right yeah that that's that's very true Narcy, thank you so much this uh i'm i'm, I'm glad we got to chat a little bit about this because i felt it really it really went fast on, uh, on Al Jazeera, and I think a lot of time was just spent catching up with where the narrative was thrown, just having some time to talk with you for a few minutes. For sure, bro. It was really lovely. Thank you. Um, you're working on some new stuff, aren't you? Uh, I am working currently. I just put out an album uh, with Thanks, nice. Joey, called Meme Against the World, which is really a reflection on, on the things we're talking about, but really about living on the internet in this time and what it means to our hearts, you know? Um, so it's a short little punch. I have an Rockefeller album coming out that's going to be like a campaign for a year. I'm putting out a song and a video every month. Uh, nice. Posted on my band, so starting in the summer, inshallah. And then uh, inshallah. working on some TV projects. Hopefully they get off the ground, uh, working on a podcast idea. So I'm just like shooting my shot in multiple directions till something hits. Awesome. Right? Awesome. Awesome. If people want to follow this, people want to keep in touch, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at Twitter at, at the Narcissist. Narcy Nars on IG. Go to wearethemedium.com. Check out our store. Go get some books. Go get some vinyls. Go get some Rockefeller merch. Uh, we're on the way, man. Thanks so much. Thank you, Habibi. Salam.